No. Not against them. They're too scary. They scream at me repeatedly. And if I don't comply, they will take me out of the game. And I'll be embarrassed and ashamed. So will I fight? No. There's too many. I can't fight. I don't want to be subbed off. I want to play. So I'll do what they say. I fight and you may be subbed. Comply and you'll stay on the field, at least for a while. And retired many years from now. Would you be willing to trade all the games from this day to that? For one chance, just one chance to come back here and tell the parents and coaches, shut up and no more. This is our game, not yours. And to tell them that they may take our game, but they'll never take our freedom. On you. What up? We're we're back. This is uh, Coach Cameron, episode seven thirty three. Welcome back. And I use that I use that uh, uh, song to welcome back all the ones that left to go away from the state state association, and now they're coming back. And we see the ASA posting all all over the place. Welcome back, Excel. Welcome back. Uh, uh, I don't know how many other clubs have came came back this week. Uh, do you Legends. guys? Legends came back. CCB's back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the good side. The ASA is the good side. Is it the good side? Comment. Let us know. Um, we'll be taking questions this entire show. You can interrupt this live show at any time, and I'll do the best I can do. Uh, giving you my opinion. But first, we have a sponsor looking to boost your businesses. Leads and sales with expert marketing and automation, botsguy.com has you covered. They specialize in automating social media, email, text, and website tasks so you can focus on your growth. Say goodbye to manual tasks and hello to increase efficiency, customer engagement, and revenue growth. Check out botsguy.com now to learn more. Speaking of bots, um, I asked uh, a bot a question. I open AI. We're going to uh, talk about that. Uh, shortly, but first we have a, a whole family with us. Geo, uh, little hey Geo, what's up, buddy? How are you? Good. Yeah, are you nervous? Yeah. It, it, you've been on the show before. I had you on Little Bears live. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Geo, uh, 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 tell a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Um, my name is Geo, and I'm nine. I think you gotta get close to that mic. Slam it. There you go. My name is Geo, and I'm nine years old, and. Um, I played for RSL Central on Taurus 2013, and um, one day I would love to play um, professional soccer. All right. It's a lot of dreams of the little ones, um, but sometimes they get ruined, and we'll talk about that a little bit. But who's next to you? Is this your mother? Yeah. This is my mom, Araceli. She's my second fan. Second fan? 
Number one fan. Correct yourself. <laughs> and and then uh, who, who's uh, who's down here? Is this your father? Yeah, that's my dad, um, Alejandro, and um, he's my first fan. <laughs> one and two. <laughs> it, it's I, I, the, the okay. And we'll, we'll talk about all that. And if you have any questions uh, for the Rod, is Rodriguez is the way to say it. The, the Rodriguez family, uh, they have their own uh, uh, perceptions on the game. And uh, we're going to definitely talk about that. But first, I would like to talk about chat open AI. It's not a sponsor. I actually asked it a question. List 10 reasons why you soccer to America doesn't work. And it gave me a response. What do you think they are? <laughs> Comment. Let me know. Number one, from it's not from me. This is from OpenAI. This is chat OpenAI. And it says, number one, high cost. The cost of participating in youth soccer can be uh, prohibitive for many families, particularly those in lower incomes. Well, duh. Uh, yeah, that, that's a possibility. So, Rodriguez family, I mean, how much are you paying for youth soccer? Well, we're still in debt. You're in debt forever. <laughs> Until he uh, becomes professional. So, okay. It's, it's, Definitely digging into pockets for sure. Yeah, a lot, a lot when you like have to travel and stuff. So the traveling is where it gets difficult. Um, you know, we've been blessed to have you know good jobs that will help us. You know, pursue his career. Yeah. Per se, you know, but uh, but you know it's working out in that in that right now. Yeah, it, 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 and feel free to you can grab that whole mic. It'll come all the way over to you, and there you go. Yeah, it's definitely a, a digging in the pockets for sure. Yeah, it digs in the pocket. And you almost have to get – that's why we have a, a mask on that one, so you have to, like, get close. You're almost touching. And I'll change it. So that will only be used tonight. Perfect. And it'll be gone, <laughs> so you can uh, take it home with you. Um, yeah, so the the mics are very uh, touchy. And, and, I, and I get the costs. The costs are ridiculous. Um, I went to uh, – San Diego for Surf Cup, and that, that was a a sweet little hit. Uh, we, have a, we have a big tournament coming up in June. Oh, oh yeah, you guys are going to Florida, right? Yeah. Super Copa. Super Copa. So how's that work? I, explain the Super Copa to me. Well, um, you have to play in these tournaments that can qualify you to Super Copa, like the Legends Open. Uh, it's a good tournament. A lot of good teams come. Uh, we just faced against uh, Eddie Johnson. Uh, and one of his teams, an amazing team, by the way, from Florida. Uh, they came all the way down here, and they played against them in a, in a morning game. It was a good game, really good game. How does a tournament become a qualifier for Supercopa? Man, that is a great question, Dave. I wish I could answer it. You don't know. I wish I could. I mean, it just... Just contacts is like... Yeah. How many... How many uh, okay, so you, that was a qualifier... Did you you guys won that tournament? I'm assuming, or we qualified already uh, from another tournament that we did. I believe it was any cup tournament, like Desert Cup, uh, all those all those tournaments that mm. are, it gives you an advancement. But then there's a qualifying tournament, like the Legends Open. I believe we won it back in December, so that's when we qualified. Okay, um, we got to place first or second place to be able to qualify. I mean, we still have to pay to go uh, but yeah. you know it's it's a good tournament we all so want to be there who's all going to be in the super copa do you, is the schedule released do you know who you're playing uh, no not yet not yet we don't know who we're playing but i i can assure you there's gonna be a lot of great teams great and i mean great the the type of soccer that we have seen lately at their age bracket it's it really it would really blow your mind you know out of the state it's amazing teams 
there's going to be a lot of people from all around the world, and I would love to play against them. So I'm I'm looking forward to Florida. Yeah, and, and by the way, Gio, um, so I, I watched Gio play since he, I think, how old was Gio when he first started coming, like four, four or five? Four. four. He was juggling at four. It was the craziest thing in the world. Um, it, it What's fascinating to me about the Hispanic community and the Hispanic culture, a lot of kids, um, and, and I saw a lot from with Gio's group coming over here playing with the Little Bears. They were so talented, so technical. Why is that? Um, it's not like they have a licensed coaches teaching them how to no. juggle at four, so I'm confused. So we how, just, how's we that just work? Let them, like me personally, I really, really encourage a lot of the parents, hey, guys, let your kids play with the ball. You know, If they want to be on the phone or a tablet or Nintendo or whatever, any handheld toy, that's, that's okay. Let them play with it, but let them have a ball at their feet. You know, but don't they don't don't they naturally just <laughs> go to the ball? I mean, in your home is soccer being played on TV? I oh mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So every day. All right. Today we just watched Real Madrid versus Barcelona. Ah, uh, yeah, Barcelona scored at the very end. Huh? Before we came, we were watching the game. Yeah. We had recorded it and because we were, we were at his highlights. tournament today. <laughs> Gio, who's your favorite player? Messi. Messi is that why you wore the PSG jersey? Um. Yeah. Yeah. We actually just came from uh, um, Desert Cup? No, Phoenix Cup. Phoenix Cup. Yeah, you yeah. won the Phoenix Cup. Oh, yeah, you won the Phoenix Cup. And you got a red card. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we we're not going to talk about that too much. Uh, Gio needs to go uh, get counseling from the whatever. <laughs> and getting red cards. <laughs> we're now looking for that donations on the counseling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, soccer is very expensive. There's also counseling involved. Uh, so... Uh, I think there's something very um, – it's always kind of been this way. I, I want to get to our second – the second thing uh, chat open AI uh, responded with, lists 10 reasons why youth soccer in America doesn't work. And number two, it says lack of access to quality coaching. Many youth soccer teams in America lack qualified coaches who can teach the necessary skills and technique. I um, I disagree. Gia, who was your uh, super coach uh, at, at three? Uh, my dad. Your dad? What, what do you do? Did he, he, he take you in the backyard and start training you? Yeah, he would teach me how to kick the ball, how to pass it. Because at three, I was starting to kick the ball, but I never knew how to like place it. So he would teach me how to place it anywhere I want it to go. What kind of license do you have there, Alex? Zero. Zero. Okay, so uh, I've I've seen him. I've seen your son uh, juggle at uh, four in our gym, and I was like, just I'm like, here here's our people. And by the way, I got we might get some noise right now because I have college kids playing tech ball. Oh, nice. Next door, uh, we have we have three tech ball tables. Um, yeah, they're, they're doing tech ball, but that's why I have the uh, red light on there. Live mic or hot mic on and see if they can pay attention. They might bust in and say, Hey, we're going <laughs> read. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So coaching, I think is, uh, not our issue we, in, in our country. Everyone, everything's focused in America about, uh, coaching license and being being qualified and if you if you don't have this license you can't do it or whatever and, and then then the, it's just never enough they they have to get more qualified and more uh more uh, uh 
situated to pay thousands upon thousands of dollars. So uh, I'm going to read the third thing. It says, emphasis, emphasis on winning over player development. Some youth soccer leagues in America prioritize winning over players. <laughs> Some. Um, player development, which can lead to lack of focus on fundamental skills need to excel in soccer. What have you noticed? Gio, are you allowed to be you? Probably not all the time. I'm sure you get yelled at by sideline by the crazy parents. I don't care where you're at, where you go, you're going to get it. What's it like? Tell me how you feel. And you're, you're in a safe place. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes um, I love my old coach because he um, helps me like um, build up my skills. He tells me what to do, even though he's not my coach. So I still listen to him, but I still love him. And um, his wife, Araceli, the same name as her, um, she helps me, like, tells me as well what to do and stuff. So that's that's why I love um, playing with his son. He He's actually the one that gave me an assist to do a Chilena, which was <laughs> my first Chilena. Comment. Do you know what a chilenia is? Say that again. Chilena. What, explain that. Um, it's like where the ball is in the air, and then it's almost like you're doing a backflip, but you're landing on your butt, and then um, you go like this, put your foot up in the air, yeah, and then you hit it, and then it would go. Like a- everyone, everyone's doing that. Even at uh, uh, Michael Cartagena says Alex is the goat. Ooh. All right. Thank you, we'll uh, we'll we'll ban that comment. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's. I have a player on my son's team. Um, remember Nacho, who played at PC a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, yeah. His, his little brother plays with my son, and he tried to do it, and um, missed everything, but he attempted it. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I was trying to do a Chilean or whatever you call Scissor it. Kick. Scissors kick. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, he almost hurt himself. But on to the next question or an answer from chat open AI. Uh, it says limited opportunities for players advancement. Unlike the Europe and South America, there is lack of pathways for talented young players to advance in the professional level. What? We have a ton of pathways. You guys are in RSL. You have the pathway to pro or whatever. All right. That's correct. Explain me your pathway. It's hard. It's a hard pathway. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, so uh, I I think there is a problem. So, in the top players tend to be from the inner cities, um, and from the Hispanic uh, community, the uh, African refugee, uh, which is a large population here. They they lack funding. What? Why does money dictate a lot of kids and families' ability to advance in the game in soccer in America? I wish I knew the answer to that one too, man. It just if you don't have money, it's like you can't go on the best team. I thought MLS Next was free. Well, is it? <laughs> is it? No. Oh, it isn't. No. It's nice. It, 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 I think I think MLS Next could be free if it was like one team, but there's like how many MLS how many MLS Next teams are there? Like. I believe Phoenix Rising has it. I think RSL has it. I believe SC Del Sol has it. Um, I don't know if anybody else has it. I don't know. There's like three or four per age group. Correct. Yeah. And then there's MLS Next 1, MLS Next 2. Right. 
But who are the true MLS? I don't know. RSL. <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, it, it, it'll change again. Right. Uh, over and over again. So um, there is there there is a problem um, uh, with that. I'm going to sidetrack. I have a, a, a question. And since you guys are... You're very obviously, Alex. You've been in my little bearish. You brought a lot of the Hispanic community over here to uh, participate. Why is it in the Hispanic community they won't like merge their best players? Example: uh, Tuzos. I talked to Jesse and and a lot of Bo about this. I'm like, why is it in Tuzos? You have an academy team, and then you, which are good, but then with their there are three to four other teams in the same age group. They're, they have players that would start on the academy, not on the academy team. Why? why? There is, um, there's a lot of ways to answer that. You got loyalty from parents to a coach, which in the Hispanic community goes really, really deep. Uh, there's a lot of guys that, that, that have been with the same coach for many years, and they refuse to leave. They refuse to to pursue something better uh, I mean as a coach you can only show a certain age group so much you know unless you're studying constantly every single day as a coach trying to learn new things yourself if you're not learning anything new then there's nothing new you can teach any of these kids that you've been coaching for the past five years um, why why is it that the good kids are still there because the loyalty goes a long way in the Hispanic community <coughs> right or it could be that it's free if it's free, they stay. Yep. That, that's simple. So on my when my son was playing with the Tuzos 06, the top goal scorer did not play on their team. Didn't even go to State Cup. He chose to play an open State Cup where they just he was scoring like eight goals a game. He's killing great. it. But the only reason he came to the 06 is full-time was because the somebody had to just finance the whole thing. No, no bills or anything. Basically, buy the family to come come over and play. And there's still more players within the academy or within the the club that they don't all go to one team. Right. And and I and I was saying I was like, if Tuzos, which is a, a big Hispanic club, if they had a true academy, meaning, and they win already, they've won national titles, they've won state cups. Mm-hmm. Um, if they all went and played for their top team and it was organized in that fashion, if, if they would truly let go, they would just wipe out everybody Everyone. and they don't do it. Yeah. And you're right about that. If, if they did it that way and said, you know what, let's get all these best kids on this team, you know, and let's get us other best kids on this team. They would definitely dominate everything. They would definitely face each other in every single final. Yeah. They, they, they would, they would destroy all, all the competition and, I'm hoping eventually that happens. I I remember when the Hispanic community w- was uh, first joined ASA, back when it was Sereno won everything. Sereno, Sereno, Sereno on the boys and girls side, and then um, Footballito got ASA passes, and then it was Sereno, 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 King Cobras, Sereno. I'm like King Cobra. Who are the King Cobras? FBSL. Oh my gosh! I know. And then it changed, and then all these Hispanic teams are showing up with these just made-up names that I've never heard of before, and it, it just changed everything on, on the boys' side. And then 
then you saw all the other clubs like uh, Sereno, Del Sol. They start with they Cisco. W- Cisco was kind of always kind of the Hispanic club right. back in the day. Right. Um, and Cisco did uh, well for years. And then where, you know, where Cisco went down it, when they started charging, like they were like a, a Del Sol. Right. I came from Cisco. I, I don't remember paying anything. It was funded by a couple of parents and that was about it. But, uh, yeah, and they they decided, hey, we're gonna we're gonna charge three hundred dollars a season. That pay. and then monthly fees to or the club. Right. Yeah, guarantee whatever it was, and uh, it, it it ended. The Cisco went under right away. Yep, gone. All right, open shot. Next thing it, it says. Well, here's another reason. Poor infrastructure. Many youth soccer clubs in America lack proper facilities and equipment. Shut up. That's wrong. All right, number six, uh, proper facility. We have too much facilities. Uh, six, uh, limited resources for players recruiting and scouting without adequate resources to identifying talent, young players. Many potential stars may be overlooked. Facts. A lot of facts. Yeah, we, we don't identify the, the players. In the last... Um, the U-17 Mexican na- uh, national team beat the U.S. in the CONCACAF final 3-1. Two Arizona boys were on that team. Two. How'd they find them? That's right. We, we, didn't, we didn't find them. R- Richie Ledesma, you know, from Tigres. I mean, eventually went to Valpo and, and moved on. But um, And through RSL Academy in Salt Lake. Not what you guys are doing right now. You got to go Salt Lake, where it is free. They, 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 that is free. Barca is free, the first team. That makes sense to me. Uh, number eight, competition from other sports. Soccer is not a pop, uh, as popular in America as it is with other questions. Uh, actually, I need to go back. Um, so uh, identifying talent in the Hispanic community. How often does um, a Mexican club um, come over to Phoenix, Arizona and hold like tryouts to identify talent here are you yeah. familiar i haven't seen it uh what uh, there's a uh what's that uh Alianza, alianto Alianza. Alianza. yeah they come that tournament uh yeah they hold a tournament they identify talent and then they take them to florida or whatever and they pay for it yeah but it ends there it ends there they can't really move on from there so how how do you any idea how's the mexican national teams finding the kids here to play on their national team? There's probably a recruit out here that's coming out and just going to the parks and finding them. Yeah. I hear you want yeah. a player. What's that? I hear you want a player that's in the Mexican community right now. Uh, which one? I got his number for you, too. What's his name? Negro. The color? You do. You want you want the, the kid that plays at soccer locker or indoor. Uh, there, there's a lot. <laughs> You went to go watch him the other day, and he didn't go play. Oh, he didn't show up? Oh, no, no. I called him, and he hung up on me, by the way. Did he? Yeah. Mm. I think he thought I was, I don't know. I don't know. I'll get him. I'll get him here to you. Yeah, we'll see. I I like to have him here. We'll talk about that later. Um, So I want to go back to um, uh, the limited resources uh, for scouting. So – the only pathway that we're aware of is you have to be part of a club like RSL or some big club that they can showcase you. Um, 
why do why do you think it's not that way? Ident- like, I would identify Gio right now and have him on a list. In, in basketball, I remember Mike Bibby in seventh grade. He was already top 100 in the United States for point guards. How's basketball produce a list like that? And we don't do that in soccer. That's strange. In your opinion, how many top players are in Phoenix, Arizona, like like Geo? Oh my gosh, there's so many. They talent is is just becoming so great here. At their age group, you know, one year up. I mean, there's just so many talented kids out there. If you had to put a number on it, maybe thirty. Yeah, I say about a good 30, 40 kids here, you know, locally that we know that we yeah. see at local tournaments. I mean, there could be more, but it's, I mean, his whole team right now is super talented. Yeah, no, I've seen his kids play. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're or his teammates cool. play. Yeah, it's it's crazy high level. Now, what what's scary, this is from my experience. Mom, you'll need to hear this. So from my experience, it, they're the in the Hispanic community, I've seen it for decades. 9, 10, 11, 12, talented. Mm-hmm. And then they disappear. Where are they? Why do they disappear? Will your son disappear? Will we never see him again? Playing for $50 at the parks. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Uh, so it, it, it is a problem. Big problem. And, and, and I, was think, I was honestly thinking about this a little bit. I'm like, I was like, why is this happening? I, and I try to put myself in their shoes. Okay, I'm, I'm, I know I'm a high-level player, but I can't play for the top teams because it's too expensive or too far. Um, I like playing, but I'm not giving the same opportunity. So who cares? You know, like seeing players' lesser ability advance. It is pretty hard. There is a lot of families you know, especially in the Hispanic community, there is a lot of families that, you know, the, the the parents either have to work too much, don't have the time to take their kids to practice or, or to games or anything like that. And, you know, luckily we ended up, you know, on a team that all of our parents, we get together and we help each other. We say, if you can't take them, we'll pick them up, you know, because you're busy or, or whatever. So that's the type of, of, you know, community that we want to get together and the part of teams that we want to bring and say, hey, let's help each other out. Let's try to let's try to you know pick up this kid if he can't go. Try to help him out as much as we can. Um, not everybody can do that. Dave. Not everybody does that. So it's, no. it it gets it, it, it takes money and an organization right. to do it. Now, number ten. This is kind of the one, probably the best point uh, that AI made was fragment uh, fragmented youth soccer system. Unlike in other countries where there is a centralized governing body for youth soccer in America, the American youth soccer system is fragmented and disjointed, which can lead to lack of standardization and consistency across leagues and teams. Um, how uh, How is it fragmented? Why is the talent pull all over the place? There's not like a true organization says that we have to have the top teams from Arizona, like some identification process where th- there could be uh, an opportunity to showcase the top talent from Arizona that can compete uh, like ODP, but you know, that doesn't work. Um, we're fragmented. 
Well, it, it takes money to put teams like that together to say, let's, right. let's get a good, right? It does. But it also takes coaches leaving their egos behind and saying, this is the best man for the job. Let's let him take over this program. Let's let him, you know, develop these kids to that type of level uh, and um, and learn, learn from it. You know, but it doesn't happen. But let me, would this work? Let me ask you if this would work. If I don't think it's possible to get uh, individual teams to give up their star player because of relationships, all the things we pointed out with the the the, the Hispanic culture and stuff like that. And I say Hispanic culture and, and focus on Hispanic because I think that's where the majority of the best players come from in Arizona anyways. Um, would, it, would it be possible, hypothetically, say Phoenix College was a central location and it was completely funded to pay for kind of an ODP-like thing where it would have a, say, U12, U14, U16, U18, where it's all paid for, and um, we just want to have them kind of like the national teams have them. Like these are the six blocked-out weekends that the top talent is released from their team to go showcase in these specific tournaments or whatever to showcase this is the best that we have. Do you think... uh, the Hispanic community be okay with that. Say, hey, we, we're just going to uh, we're gonna hold tryouts. One of your kids was selected that we just want them for four to six weekends a year that we can showcase their ability. And it costs nothing. Oh, everybody be all over it. So uh, you, you think that's a possibility? Oh, yeah, for okay. sure. I, I do too. And I have talked to other people like, oh, it's not possible. They're like, okay. It is. Um. I, I think it's possible. If it's kind of like ODP, like it, or what it's supposed to be, you, you have a tryout. Mm-hmm. Here's the best kids. You get with the community who are the best kids, and you basically recruit a team earlier. It's kind of what I do here at PC. I recruit the top talent. And um, it'd be ideal. It, because it's not like, oh, we had a, we have to train together for eight months to create. No, you don't. No. You, all you have to do is get the top talent and then manage the situation. Just let them be them. You know, maybe uh, uh, a one session before the weekend tournament, and that and that is it. I think that's how we do it because um, I don't think it's possible to because everyone's trying to do like, oh, our club's now part. Like even Tuzos right now, they're they're trying to say like, oh, we're gonna be doing this elite platform now. Now everyone's gonna come together. No, they won't. It, it doesn't work. Tried, tested, doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we, we need something more. All right, we have a question uh, or a comment. Michael Carnania, am I saying that right? Cartagena uh, says, we need Tuzos to train every club on how they are so successful developing their talent year after year. Sorry, Michael. They don't develop anything. They don't. This, well, neither does RSL. Um, The the culture develops talent. That's for Geo, you're talented because you're, you know, good genetics apparently from your mother um (laughs) and and you you grew up in a home that was soccer Mm -hmm. you know um that matters i mean my son's good at soccer because i created a soccer home it wasn't like oh i i trained him secret moves and stuff no i throw him into the culture of hispanics i'm not dumb um (laughs) it's not a coach it's culture culture will always trump it yes coaching matters eventually because eventually everyone's good, but um, culture. Don't lose your culture, Gio. 
And if you lose your culture, then kiss it all goodbye. You'll understand that later in life. So, yeah, it, Tuzo's is by far the most decorated club in Arizona because mm-hmm. they have the sure. most most state titles, uh, most national championships with within a, a club uh, in this era anyways. And they keep winning on repeat mode. And, yeah, they're t- talented. And I put all my resources towards Tuzo's because those are the forgotten kids. Yep. I, 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 I know they're talented. And I know they're not going to go on some pathway uh, to be identified or whatever. But um, speaking of pathways, so the whole club situation here, we have clubs are designed to push kids to supposed supposed Division I universities. Another way of saying that, clubs are designed to push families into more debt. There's no so- there's no money in soccer at the universities. It's more debt. That is correct. It's more more debt. So um, yeah, the that's why I like where I'm at. It's all the kids. They don't pay anything. If anything, they get paid to be here. And then we just had three three players move on. Uh, Gabriel Gonzalez is now at Cal, Cal Baptist. Marcos Mora is going to San Jose State. Anthony Hildago is going to Gonzaga. Um, they came here to showcase their abilities because their clubs failed to do that. And now they're moving on, and they're going to be basically debt-free. But they had to go this way. So um, the next question I have or comment from chat uh, chat AI uh, it says competition from other sports. Soccer is not as popular in America as it is in other countries, which means that many young athletes may opt to play other sports instead. What do you think, Jill? Mm, I think that's kind of true because um, a lot of the teams are like now getting dead. But I think in the U and um. The U.S., um, it's still, like, a popular sport, which is, like, maybe not as popular as as um, other other states. Countries. Countries, yeah. Yep. I agree um, to a certain extent. Uh, going, I, It's a true statement, but the question was, I asked chat open AI the question of list the 10 reasons why youth soccer in America doesn't work. And that's true about soccer is not as popular, but it's, it's actually soccer is the most popular sport in America for youth sports. So the problem is the money. It's a money grab. So U.S. soccer just spent $60 million on new facilities for their national teams because they need it. They need better, wow. better, better building. That makes no sense. Yeah. It's giving it to the people on top, but where it needs to be, you imagine what you could do with that money. If you took that money and split and created academies in inner cities and in, in the six biggest cities in, in the United States, we would, the whole, the whole, whole thing would change, but they won't do it because who's running the show, the, the directors and the board of directors of all the youth clubs in the United States, they're going to say, no, 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 we'll do the pathway. We'll keep collecting. And then we're still making money and, and doing our things. That's what U S soccer goes through club. 
Which they is. go through the the pay to play clubs to identify talent. They don't do it on their own. They won't. That's the problem. That so problem. yeah, but it can be fixed because all you have to do is do it yourself and do a fight. And that's why I always tell Alex that we got to keep that team together. Focus on little Geo's team. Yeah. Get you get the top players in Phoenix. You can prove it. And now what'll happen? Like it happens to all top Hispanic teams, it'll get bought. They'll go to the parents. Oh six, Chewy's team. Oh yeah, bought it, number one team in the country. Ah, let's buy it. Delso bought it and then fragmented it out. Now they all suck and took away their culture. You're nothing without culture. That's for sure. Yeah, you that f- is for sure. They destroyed it. Oh eight's Tuzos. Which one? They won state by the firefighter coach. Goes to RSL, splits the team into three different groups. Oh nine. That was oh nine. Oh was oh nine. Yeah, oh nine. Oh nines. Yeah. Yeah. Destroyed it. Uh-huh. Gone. Yeah. It's it's it, it, that's what we do. We create good Hispanic uh, teams here from wherever, and then it gets destroyed. So be careful how uh, good you guys become, because if you become top top in the country, which you could easily do if you get all the top players in Phoenix, uh, yeah, the, the the vultures will come and they'll get you. They'll get your parents one by one. Well, according to rankings, we're number eighty eight in the country right now. 88, not good enough. You got to get top 10 before they start buying you. We're number two in the state. Who's number one? Next level. Next level? (laughs) Merge the teams. We beat them like once and then in like a tournament. And we, what was the score? 3-1. We beat them 3-1. And um, it was actually a very... Hard game, and I love playing against Next Level because they have good competition. Where, where's Next Level from? Yeah, uh, they're from Gilbert. It's um, Coach Paler from used to be Phoenix Rising. Mm. Well, you guys gotta step up your game. Yeah, need to elevate to the next level. <laughs> Just join them, <laughs> right? S- s- spread it out. Um. All right. Well. The next thing I ask, I know we can't be here all night, but what are the differences between U.S. club soccer and state soccer association? I asked that at AI. What'd they say? Well, they, they just broke it down little, little by little. They said uh, uh, the structure of U.S. Soccer, cl- soccer is a national organization that operates independently of state and local soccer associations. State soccer associations, on the other hand, are organizations that oversee soccer within a particular state and are affiliated with USSF. Membership, U.S. So- US Club Soccer is a membership-based organization which allows clubs and teams to register and participate in leagues and tournaments. State associations typically require teams and players to register with them in order to participate in sanctioned events. And, you know, the, the I know ASA kind of loosened up on that a little bit just to compete with uh, – U.S. Club. I love U.S. Club back in the day because I wanted the freedom of just let's go play. Right. I like that format of it. And uh, so that this is how I understand. Let me know if I'm somewhat right. Everyone was frustrated with ASA with their ability to um, put a proper schedule together. They couldn't do that, so they all bolted uh, that Jonathan Berzens who could organize a better schedule. And so everyone left to be to go to a scheduler. And then ASA bought Jonathan Burzens, like we do with kids. We right. 
buy players and we buy league administrators because that's how we roll in Arizona um, and bought him and brought him over. And now everyone's coming back. Yeah, uh, yeah that's what it sounds like. Uh, so uh, your RSL, wh- where are you? And we haven't, but they haven't told us anything. We're still. RSL uh, led the charge. So um, U.S. club. The U.S. club. Yeah, man. They they have so many teams. They I mean, RSL is just everywhere. I know. Everywhere. It's always fun. Who are you playing? RSL. But you're RSL. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you playing next? RSL. Which one? South. North. Northeast. Central. Yep. Huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a uniform company, and it's making a killing. Um. All right. Well, Gio, I know it's late. You have school tomorrow? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to wrap this up. But, uh, yeah, we, we appreciate you guys. The time you put in, best of luck with your uh, youth soccer. Hopefully, uh, you guys keep that team together as you guys elevate, and you don't you don't uh, disrespect your culture and leave for an acronym. And get red cards. Yeah, yeah. Don't get red cards. Stop getting red cards, because then then you'll still be with with me. Yeah. Oops. I didn't switch screens. I switch on the. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate you guys. And uh, you can find us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever else podcasts are found. And definitely like and subscribe to this podcast, especially on YouTube. That's where I'm focused right now. And hit the notification bell so you know when we're on, when we lose connection like we did last week, that you can get a ding saying, hey, we're back on. Um, And we'll be back next week, 8 p.m. Mount Standard Time. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Good night. Good night.